Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. It's Ball vs. Life, and we're back. Episode 18. And in this special episode, we're bringing back a past guest. And we've had two guests, so this is actually a, this is actually a mystery. And it's Josh! Josh! I, I feel so honored to be on here. You know like how on SNL, it's like people are like, dude, I've been on SNL like seven times. I feel like that right now. This is my second time on. <laughs> Welcome back, Josh. Thank you. If you're using that analogy, you're going to be back a lot of times. <laughs> I can tell you that right yes. now. I need to, I need to work on like... my, my monologue in the beginning, too. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's going to be like the hundredth time. Like, yeah. You're just going to be... You're, you're a cast member. You're not, even, you're yeah. not a guest anymore. <laughs> I'm just a cast we'll member. We'll just add you onto the roster. <laughs> just the East Coast. The, the Bay Area versus SoCal and then Atlanta. <laughs> It's not a ten-day contract. It's like it's a, a it's a pickup. It's a call-up from the uh, from the from league. G League. From G League. Yeah, you made the yes. team. You earned your contract. You earned your contract after Woo! one game. Oh. <laughs> You're that impressive in that one game. I know, right? I made I made four threes. <laughs> yeah, you did make four threes. You you pulled the Jeremy Lin, who is a champion now, by the way. Oh right, Jeremy Lin, the freaking world champion. That's the best thing ever. First Asian American NBA champion. I'm super. I'm super hyped for him. He deserves it. He's had, he's had a lot of ups and downs in his career, and he put in the work, man. Like I know a lot of people say, like I don't know if you guys talked about this in previous, but people are like, oh, does he? Really? But I think you know he deserves it. He was there. They wanted him there. He deserves it all the way through. So go, Jeremy. I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually am really happy for Jeremy Lin. Um, you know, it's been a couple weeks since the finals ended, and I'm. You're I've done gone crying. through the, all, the the five <laughs> steps of grief and, and, and denial and whatnot, and you know, uh, congrats. I mean, to to Jeremy Lin and the Raptors. I mean, they, they played a good series, and you know, they handled I can, business. So. I can hear the bitterness in that. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> his his wo- voice was quivering. Yeah. <laughs> My lower lip was just kind of like, oh. <laughs> and and to to add insult to injury. Let's revisit the bet <laughs> that we made when Josh was a guest. Oh, uh, I bet yeah. that the Raptors would win in seven. So I was the closest one because you guys didn't even say the Raptors would win. No. What was your... Yeah. Was, you said winning in seven? Raptors yeah, in did. seven? I said Raptors in seven. Man, that's close, man. Man, I, know, I went crazy. for the gentleman's sweep. Yeah. <laughs> I think but I said... For the record, I assumed that health was part of that, that, that situation. I actually was expecting KD to, you know, come back game three. That didn't happen. Yeah. Obviously, game six was a heartbreaker. So. And then Clay go, going, going out, and he was on fire to start that game. Hey, let's not get off topic. Let's not get <laughs> off topic. I won. <laughs> so you guys have to travel to me. And for some reason, I have to foot the bill for the chicken. <laughs> I guess we agreed on it. Because we got to foot the bill for the freaking flight, man. I already bought That's my true. ticket. That's I'll true. be there in August. So I'll see you soon. Oh, nice. All right, <laughs> All JC. Right. It's the ball's in the court. So. What are we yeah. getting? Are we getting Howland Rays or what, what are we getting? Oh, damn. You want the premium fried chicken. <laughs> If you're gonna come all the way to LA, you're not gonna you're not gonna go with Popeyes. You're gonna go with Howlin' Rays. All right. If you guys come, it's Howlin' Rays. It's okay. Howlin' Rays. I'm down. I'm down. We'll just do a but, chicken uh, tour. Me... We'll just go to like five different places. Okay. Well, we'll do a fried chicken tour. How about that? <laughs> Sounds we'll do good. Do a fried chicken tour. You guys, you guys deserve it if you're flying all the way to LA. Um, <laughs> let me ask Josh this though. Sure. Um, what do you think of the finals before we head into the Hawks topics and the NBA draft? Oh man, I I mean yeah, it was the injuries. 
were really crazy and I just saw Steph get really exhausted and just, yeah, it was tough. They just couldn't put it together. I mean, after they won game, was it game three? Yeah, it was like game three. You were like, okay, all right. Like they're going to get their spirits back. But I think the Raptors just put their foot down and just went for it. And it was just too hard to overcome for the Warriors. And I, I mean, I'm, I, it was a fun, it was interesting. Honestly, I'm glad of the changing of the guard. I know JC is not hyped about that. But, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> anybody who's not a part of a dynasty hates the dynasty. I know, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just like when the Lakers win it all, you know how it feels. And then when you go down, you're like, what the heck? But everyone's like, yes, the Lakers go down. Yeah. All the haters come out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I love a good under, like, not a, they're not necess- they weren't necessarily an underdog this year in, in the sense with all their players and with Kat Kwai and everything, but just as a franchise, you know, their first is like a historic win and then Jeremy winning one and then yeah. I think it's good Canada for Canada winning. Canada, Canada winning. Yeah, man. It was like Raised two million people in their, in their um, parade or something, right? Like something crazy like that. Well, yeah, there was the- like a shooting at their parade. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. There's like yeah. two people got injured or something. I, I thought know. Canadians were supposed to be super friendly. <laughs> Maybe her Warriors fans went up there. Like, ah, freaking, freaking Canada. That was JC. That was, that was JC. JC. That's where you were. <laughs> yeah, I was, out, I was out for a little bit, so I just yeah. kind of made a little side. No, I mean, it's not a joking matter, but no, it, it, it was really sad. But you know what? Like, the first one is always the sweetest. Yeah. And you know how it is. It's just like... For every city, there's always going to be some knuckleheads that are going to try to ruin all oh, the yeah. fun. And it's unfortunate that they had that situation. But I'm pretty sure everybody, you know, it, it seems like, uh, you know, it wasn't too crazy yeah. of an instance. Hoping that no one really got affected too much. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they they were, they were went crazy. And the first one was always the sweetest. Yeah, Having sure. won three rings in the past, you know, five years. <sighs> that must be nice. What, what a flex right there. Like, the first one... <laughs> The first one was all was truly like the sweetest, just because you know you'd never been there before. Yeah. You know? Props yeah. to them; they 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 handled business. Hopefully, I know what yeah. that feels like in about three years, right? <laughs> That's is that the timeline, Josh? Is that the timeline for the Hawks right yes. now? Three years. Two to three years. Contention? If you see, I, one of the radio hosts here kind of broke down what like the mirroring effect of like the Warriors team and our team right now and kind of the timeline and how Steph was developing and how Trey's developing and you know the wins per season so if we win about 35 games or so we're on a good we're on a good pace and just hopefully all, right. all the players pan out so we'll see maybe in three or four years we'll get our first ring I don't know <laughs> then let's get into it let's get into it I mean the NBA draft happened recently yeah and the Hawks they made a lot of deals man yeah. um, they acquired the fourth pick they swapped with the Pelicans, gave them the 10, right? Yeah. And what else What, what else did they we give, give them? Up, we give them the 10, the 17th, and then like three future picks. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it was. But yeah, the 10 and the 17th were the significant ones because, you know, obviously mm-hmm. they're the top 20 picks. And got, got our fourth pick from the Lakers. Yeah, you're welcome. Via you're Lakers. Welcome. Do you, I mean, did you have anyone in mind? Do you know who you I guys did. picked up? Who were you guys Since we for? had the pick for a while before the, the AD trade went down, I was, yeah. I mean, I'm like you. I was like looking at all the prospects. Yeah. Jared Culver was, was a guy that we were, we actually brought in <clears throat> to try out and, or like to scout um, for our individual workout. Yeah. Darius Garland was up there. Oh, yeah. Because um, you guys Hunter was definitely there. Yeah. Those, those three players were the, the guys that were really 
targeted for that number four pick because after the first three, yeah. Zion, Mora, was it Ja Moran? Ja, ja Moran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have like J, Ja Moran. <laughs> ja, ja Rule. <laughs> but, and then lastly, RJ Barrett. Um, yeah. it, it was, those were it was the consensus top, top three. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I. I agree. It's like everyone past the first three, you're just kind of like, oh, they could be. Like, I don't know. Like, they show, show flashes, but they weren't as consistent as those top three, like, guaranteed almost. Were you surprised, Josh, when they pulled the trade? I, I wasn't surprised about going up. I knew we were going to go up for sure, but I just didn't see it coming at four. I thought it was maybe going to be, like, five or six because mm. I, I knew they were targeting Hunter because um, mm. we needed that defense. And yep. so I knew we were targeting him. So I didn't think we needed to go up to four because I don't think, four. I don't think anyone else would have picked him up at four. But but I know a lot. Part of the dumping. I mean, part of the trade. I mean, he just you needed to use up those picks. Um, he, we weren't going to yep. be able to, you know, field all those rookies and everything. So we all these moves happened because of like needing to dump salaries, needing to mm-hmm. trade away picks, needing to just you know, kind of focus on the guys that we really wanted because we had six picks, right? So it was like, well, we're yeah. not going to really do anything with six rookies. So Yeah, it was like Boston hoarding all those picks. It's yeah. Like quality over quantity, it seems <laughs> right, like that exactly. was the, the approach for this draft. Yeah. yeah. So with Hunter, you really liking that pick, even yeah. though it was at number four, and I don't think he was... Uh, no, he was in the running for four. For sure, he was in the running. He yeah, was definitely, definitely one of the... Top ten, yeah. Yeah, I think he was... I think he's awesome for us because we need defense. Mm-hmm. We, our big thing last year was defense, right? Like, we need help. Trey needs help, as much help. And he can guard one through four. Like, you watch some of his tapes. He can, mm-hmm. he, he's long. He has long arms. And he, can, he has really good lateral movement, really good balance. So he's able to really stay in front of anybody, really. And then um, also just seeing that finals, the championship game, how clutch he was. It's 27 points. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think 22 came in the second half. And just mm-hmm. being able to make those those things we need we need guys who have that winning pedigree right that are not afraid to take those shots not afraid to take it in travis uh, schlank is always talking about and coach pierce is always talking about guys who can handle the ball and i mean you know nowadays in the nba you need guys who can do everything so i think both him and reddish reddish underrate was underrated in terms of his defense in college if you see some Mm -hmm. of his plays he has like a seven something wingspan seven one wingspan he has really Mm -hmm. long arms so he's also able to guard a variety of guys and but he's also able to put the ball on the floor which is yeah. great right like we didn't have like Baysmore or like guys that we had before like we, we just couldn't trust them Talk. with the ball so just having another yeah. guy that can facilitate is going to be really exciting i have a question so yeah. like i know chauncey was getting kind of ripped for his comparisons but yeah. based on what you've seen thus far like who do um hunter and reddish kind of compared to in terms of their game. I, I'm not too familiar with the... Yeah. Reddish, I agree. He is a... His body type is like a Paul George body type. Um, yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying about him. So the thing about these guys, like, I think Hunter's floor is much higher than a lot of the guys in the draft. His floor mm-hmm. is higher, but I don't know about his ceiling. Like, his ceiling, mm-hmm. you're just not sure how far he can go up. But I think with him, you're getting a solid defender. You're getting a hustler. Um, but I think Cam's ceiling is really high, but his floor mm-hmm. is also... You just don't know what you're going to get from him if, yeah. because of his, his grit. You don't know where his ment- mental state is. But I don't know. I think Hunter was compared to... Um, I thought Chauncey compared to Kawhi Leonard. I'm not sure. Is that... No, I'm, I'm not sure. The Japanese I think, guy 
Hachimura was oh, Hachimura. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a weird. Yeah, Cha- what is Chauncey doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I think I think I see him as like a, could be like a Serge type, a Serge Ibaka type, where he's mm. he's long. Maybe I think he could score better than Ibaka. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, I'm hoping like we get a defender like that, a guy who can block, who can stay in front of guys, who's like really agile. And on defense, and then Cam, yeah, I mean, if he can be anywhere close to a Paul George to be able to score like he does, mm-hmm. and and Paul George is a great defender too, I think. Like he's yeah, he's yeah. he's all cool. over the place. So if we can get any glimpses of those guys, man, I'm I'm more than happy. Um, I mean, these guys are like modern NBA bodies yeah, and they skill are. sets. And, sure. that's, and we, as we saw in the finals where you know Toronto threw just a lot of long guys like Siakam and whatnot. Oh my gosh. It's just, they're just they're nightmare matchups, dude. And Abaka you know, had. Speaking of the, I mean, speaking of Abaka, he had a what? Like he came back alive. Like you saw yeah. some plays that he was making that you just hadn't seen him do in so long. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know where that mid range came from. Jeez, I know, man. right? Jeez, man. And a couple of those <laughs> blocks. <laughs> People forget that Ibaka had has a lot of playoff experience because he, he was on those Thunder teams. He actually sure. was like he was he was starter then, so he yeah, right. he can hit that mid range, and he he's obviously a great defender. So coming off the bench and like a depleted Warrior squad, let's just let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah he 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 showed up and. He did. Against the, it, it's kind of like he showed up, but against a, a weak Warriors bench. I don't want to take away credit, but you know he, yeah, he came up big. Yeah. Props to Ibaka. I mean, he was playing with international rules ball where he was doing goaltending and whatnot. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that in there were some like, really obvious goaltends that weren't yeah. called. I was like, oh man. <laughs> JC was losing his hair, dude. He was losing his hair. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. Boogie can barely jump off an orange, dude. Why the hell is he giving... <laughs> anyway, no, credit credit, credit was due. And I, I think, I mean, I don't want to digress from the, the Atlanta talk, but, you know. Yeah, all yeah, of those players, sure. at least, those modern NBA bodies, like, they came to play and they, they yeah. capitalized on their playing time. So, for sure, you know, they're nightmares, man. How do you guys feel about your picks? Lakers and... Mm. I mean, JC, the Lakers had one pick, so yeah. <laughs> let's go with JC first. And plus, yeah. there's the Warriors and Hawks front office connection. So, That's like, so true. their kind of draft style or strategies are kind of similar, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Warriors for, you know, I mean, we, had, we hadn't been focusing on the draft for the longest time for the past few years. So this draft was kind of exciting for me to kind of get back into the old school groove. Yeah. We had three picks. Um, mm. We initially started with two, but I think there were a couple of transactions. Uh, one with New Orleans. Early second round, we were able to get an extra pick. But we picked up Jordan Poole mm-hmm. uh, late mm-hmm. in the first round. So that was one player that we picked up. And the second one we picked up was Eric Pascal, who played at mm-hmm. Villanova. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole played at Michigan. And then we picked up uh, this international player, Allen Smilogic. I yeah. saw some pl- I saw um, some highlights of him. He looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, he looks interesting, and he was the the extra pick that we picked up uh, from New New Orleans. Mm. Wait, um, when you say interesting, is that interesting, good or bad? No, I mean just <laughs> he, he seems like he's gonna be a character. Like he's gonna be you exciting know? to watch. Like a, a yeah. good thing. Like like he mm. has he has some um, ten- like very intense player. From yeah, what I so. Let me talk about Alan actually, just to kind of give you a little bit of background. <laughs> so uh, this guy is really interesting just because he's 19 years old. He's from Serbia. And he was actually playing in the Warriors G, uh, Warriors G League affiliate yeah. uh, in Santa Cruz this past season. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I guess he was ineligible 
to be drafted last season or whatever. And he was picked up by the Lakers, actually, as the number four pick in the G League draft. G League draft. But then, yeah, and then they traded him to the Warriors. Um, and he's an interesting prospect. He's like mm. a 6'10", sort of power forward, small forward uh, player, rangy, long. And he, he, I don't know, he's just, he's 19, but he plays like a vet. Like, yeah. he plays within himself. Like, he has, he has a shooting touch. He can finish at the rim. He's got sneaky athleticism Mm -hmm. and he's actually kind of long and kind of has good instincts for defense now i mean this is a second round flyer you're picking a 19 year old european you never really know what you're gonna get never know you know you got your darkos you got your dirks you you rode the whole gamut (laughs) Um, but what was interesting at least with alan uh smilegic i you know i'll get the the name right um Is uh, this is part of I guess part of the light years approach of the Warriors because light years ahead. (laughs) What had happened was while he was playing in the G League, um, whenever there were other scouts that were present, like if there was like just a scouting game, they would actually kind of hide him and and bench him. Interesting. I heard that there would be a, a scouting report by the other scouts. So they were they were aggressively trying to to get an extra pick so that they could secure him in this draft. And while when he was still on board, they saw an opportunity and they were able to kind of draft him. There obviously is like a connection. Um, I guess all the other teams don't really have an in-depth scouting report on him, but he's an yeah. interesting prospect. I don't know what he can bring, but you know, for a second round pick, it's boom or bust, and you can kind of take bets and flyers on these players. Yeah, Jordan Poole. Our first round draft pick apparently was a reach. No one really mm. had projected him to go on the first round. He's kind of like a six-five point guard, combo guard that has some shooting ability. He's made some big shots in Michigan. Yeah, I remember. I, that's the last time I heard of him when he did that big shot against, I can't remember um, which team, but it was like the last-minute buzzer beater. Exactly. Oh, to exactly. beat Houston, yeah. So comparisons for this guy, it's kind of interesting. I guess they kind of compare him to, I guess, like Swaggy P. He's kind of <laughs> and I don't know if I like that comparison. Big shot shooter, yeah. <laughs> exactly, but he's just kind of, he's just kind of, you know, you, you know, J.R. Smith, Swaggy P. A lot of these guys are, you know, again, they're boomer bust, but they kind of have this mentality. They have a gunner mentality where yeah. they're just unconscious and. As you can see, like at least with our bench this past playoff run, we really don't have a lot of scorers mm-hmm. on the bench. So I guess they wanted to take someone who had some sort of guard skills to kind of bring some additional depth in our, our wings. So they picked up Jordan Poole. So mm. I don't know, man. It's, it was a reach and a lot of people were scratching their heads. But yeah. yeah well, a lot of this is of... like, it comes down to scouting department. And even those players might seem like a reach, but there are a lot of second round picks that end up panning out. And at the time, it seems like a reach, but they end up developing a lot because half the battle is development, right? Like if yeah. you have a good staff to develop the players that you're draft you're drafting, they end up reaching the potential versus, you know, some other players never reach their potential because of the system they're in or yeah. just the situation. The organization doesn't is, is not a place where they can flourish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back to the Hawks, I really feel like the situation with all these young guys and you guys have a super young team, I think... They can grow together, number one. And also, number two, you guys have a really good staff to really yeah. develop these players. We have great facilities, great staff, great development. Um, I think it's going to be... Yeah, I think it's been perfect for these young guys to come into. And, like, mentally, even though we're, quote-unquote, tanking, you don't see that You don't see that vibe in the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't mm-hmm. see those 
like, oh man, I'm just gonna not play 100% and just lose these games. Like they're they're playing to win, and it's just been good to see that locker room. It's it's, it's I think fun a part of that. It. Yeah, I think a, a part of that is they're young. Like yeah, it's not like they have a bunch it. of. Yeah, they don't have a bunch of vets on the team where they're just like sulking because yeah. they're losing. I mean, besides Vince Carter, but yeah, they don't other know than any that, yeah. yeah, they don't know any better. But for the Warriors, these these second round picks are actually really important, or like these yeah. the late round pick because next year you guys are pretty depleted, so yeah. you're gonna have to, a chance to see these guys on the floor pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. It's just you know we need depth, we need talent, we need players that can play right away. I think at this point, you know. Uh, we've kind of spent a couple of years just developing some players, but we, you know, we wanted some some players. We needed some players that can kind of put in some minutes, just because we're so battered and beaten up. And you know, yeah. players like Andre are are old, and you know, load management is probably going to be uh, up for them during the season. So it's interesting. The last pick, by the way, was Eric Pascal. Oh, He's yeah. kind oh. of a, another kind of a swingman kind of guy. Not too much to talk about with regards to him, other than. I guess his best friend is Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Mitchell <laughs> is actually like saying, you know, this guy might be a steal. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I guess he kind of profiles like a, a Paul Millsap Draymond type. Oh, interesting. So we'll see. That's, but, those are good comparisons, too. Body yeah, again, I don't want to be like Chauncey over here, but I'm just, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's like the skill set. And like, again, going back to what Josh was saying, and like, at least my experience watching the Warriors develop players, if you have a system, and you know what you want to do, you can kind of scout players that kind of fit the system that you have, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, you can take chances, but at least you know the skill set that you're looking for. High IQ basketball players, high character guys, guys that are multidimensional, can shoot the ball and, and whatnot. And I'm hoping, I'm optimistic that this could increase our chances for success with these these gambles, so to speak, right? And then just, we'll see what happens, just because we kind of know what we need. Yeah, it's crazy how the NBA has changed to such like a quote-unquote positionless basketball. Now, all the picks are different. Like the way that we assess players and we look at it as fans is so different. Like you want these guys around 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", maybe a little bit taller. And you're you're, you're studying their wingspan to be like, oh, can they guard like 1 through 5? Like a hunter. Who's actually a really good shooter too? Yeah, <laughs> so, he, like, he's pretty kudos to you guys. Mid-range, yeah, and he, think, he had a good he got a good three point percentage in college too. But he has a slower release, and also he's not good with handling the ball. I think that was one of his weaknesses. That's real. Yeah, he's never gonna hand. He's going straight down to the block. Like, we're, yeah. like go 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 back to the block. You do not get to touch the ball. Yeah, I saw some highlights, and it was just oof, it was rough. <laughs> some of that decision making was just like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. One thing you can't teach is pedigree, and it seems yeah. like he's gotten you know he's gotten a taste of winning and yeah. you know that's something that is really tough to 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 develop in many ways just because sure. you gotta you gotta come from a pedigree draymond green is is an example you know yeah, he didn't have a sure. lot of the measurables but he was a winner in college so yep. you know we'll see how that translates with hunter yeah and i, I want to kind of join the party because i actually thought <laughs> the lakers weren't going to draft anybody but they purchased a sec they purchased a second round pick and yeah they drafted a player <laughs> they drafted a Taylor horton tucker it's a it's kind of a flyer he's like 19 and he's super raw so i had to mention it the, our roster is super depleted right now because we traded for 80 we basically mortgaged our whole future Seriously. and we talked about this uh, the last episode uh, that josh wasn't a part of obviously and yeah this guy probably will get some run if we don't fill out our roster really well which is uh kind of up in the air free agency is coming out in seven days so there's oh, a lot to kind of look forward to dude <laughs> what did you think about the 80 trade josh i actually want to know oh, i want to pick your brain about it i man it's you just you just really hope that it pans out for the lakers because they literally got rid of a lot <laughs> 
I think I think the Pelicans. You, you don't know. You don't know yet, but yeah. If everything works out for the Pelicans, then I think they did great. But you you just you just don't know how the chemistry is going to be with the Lakers. You don't know how they're going what kind of team they're going to put around LeBron and AD. But you know, having LeBron and AD at, by themselves, they're going to dominate. Like they you know they're going to win games, but mm. just can they can they put it all together, right? Like do they have the uh, are they going to be able to get guys that want to be part of that? Of course, they yeah. want to be part of it. But I don't know. You just never know. You you hope for the best for those guys cuz I like AD. I think he's a good dude and I I liked him. In, in New Orleans and just what he did for that city and for that team, but just couldn't could never get a team around him, right? So maybe he can win something. Yeah, it's crazy when we when you looked at the the players being picked in the draft, especially after the trade with the Hawks. Yeah, the Pelicans. Like you saw what that haul from the Lakers truly got them. Dude, it, was it was so crazy. many players. It was like it was like ten. Like I don't even yeah. know. Like, like Pelicans like, are going again. What? <laughs> yeah, like, they just traded like a pick for like three picks. I'm like, yeah. oh Jesus! They yeah, have right. like all this young youth on their team now. So you know what? Crazy. Kudos to David Griffin. He knows what he's doing, man. I mean, yeah, we'll really see how does. it plays out for them. I mean. But yeah, right it could now, go either way, you know. I mean, it, you just never know because they're all young. You just don't know yeah. what's going to happen with that team. I mean, kind of so. reminds you of the Hawks, man. The yeah, Hawks yeah, are all true. young too. It's true. Yeah. All these lottery picks, dude. A lot of- are they going to pan out or not? <laughs> yeah. So who else is on the Lakers squad right now outside of LeBron and AD? <laughs> no, I really don't know. Oh, Kuzma's That's a good still question. there. Kuzma's still there. Kuzma's there. Kuzma. Kuzma's <laughs> our, our, our third yeah. uh, scorer. So, and you got Mo Wagner, who was a second round pick from last year, and a couple uh, G League players. Hey, um, that got Caruso. Up during the season. Ingram? Yeah, Caruso. Dude, I mean, last Ingram. couple episodes ago towards the end of the season, we were talking about Caruso. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is he slated to start, though, at this point? Is yeah, he, he is. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. He's the, look, he, look, let's be real. The, right, the, the Lakers are going to sign some players. So even though it's a depleted roster, Arondo, it's going to yeah. shape up in a, eventually. Uh, we're, we're probably, you're, they're probably going to sign like a Darren Collison or something like but that. But yeah, let, let's speak about talk about the winners and losers of the draft. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to transition to that. I, I'll, I'll go first. I definitely put the Hawks and Pelicans as winners. Um, yeah. Just seeing the haul that they got and all that potential. And it's exciting if you're a fan of the, either one of those teams. The, mm. the future looks really bright. Again, I mean, coming from uh, being a Laker fan and seeing how we were in the draft for a couple of years, um, had two consecutive num- number two picks, Brandon Ingram and D'Angelo Russell, and wait, and Lonzo. And so, Lonzo. Um, yeah. Yeah, so three consecutive. So it's like, it's fun to get excited about it, but it, it's a crapshoot too. You don't know how it's all going to gel together. And if, if it's, even, even when the players play well, you don't know if it's a winning product either, right? right? Like people can put up stats, but you can still be on the losing end of things. But yeah, I, I put as the Suns, I'm not the Suns. Um, the Pelicans and um and the Hawks as winners. What what do you guys think? Why don't you go, Chasey? Yeah, I definitely think the Hawks actually uh, they did well in this draft. I think uh, they have a plan and they were executing on that plan. I think trading up was good just because they had their guy. And like what Josh was saying, it's just like you can't hoard picks forever. You're gonna have to have more quality than quantity at some point because you're not you only have 15 roster spots, right? And mm-hmm. you can't develop all the players. I think as we've seen it with the Lakers, as long as you kind of hoard talent or just develop talent, that kind of puts you in a position to make some other moves in the future. Like Boston had that opportunity to try to get AD. They didn't pull the trigger, right? But I'm just saying, just having talent on board puts you in a position and have some flexibility to make some moves if an opportunity presents itself. And that alone is a good thing. 
Uh, and of course, yeah, I agree as well. New Orleans, you know, they're stacking talents. It's kind of the same model. So at yeah. least from a draft perspective, all of these teams that are just kind of e- accumulating talent are putting themselves in positions to have more flexibility in the future. Are you going to say you're you're a winner, Josh? Are you going to yeah, say you're man. one of the winners of the draft? Oh, the, the reason being just like from a, you know, from an outsider's perspective is like if you see what their needs were, they've got two guys that mm. filled those needs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're high-quality guys. I, I think we got guys that, with Cam and even our second-round draft pick, Bruno, um, guys that were supposed to maybe could have gone higher, and we got them where they were. Um, Bruno is a guy from Maryland. He's a, he's a big 6'8", mm-hmm. like, power forward center type player, really strong guy. But they were considering, they were thinking, projecting him at one point being a, a mid-to-late first-round pick. So yeah. getting him yeah. at, at, at a second round, and he's going to be joining Herder, who he played with in Maryland, too. So just Ooh. having that connection, having that chemistry, I think they did great. But yeah, um, you have to say, I'm excited, honestly, about the future of Memphis. Um, just Ooh. changing of the guard of John Morant yeah. um, from Conley. I love Conley. He's, like, amazing. Yeah. He's, like, one of my favorite players in the NBA. But I think it's just going to be interesting to see that changing of the guard. Um, and then they got that Gonzaga forward, Brandon Clark, who, who mm-hmm. a lot of people are high on. Um, he's a beast on defense, man. He's yeah. a beast on the defensive end. He's going to be that grit and grind in, in Memphis. So I, I like them. And, of course, yeah, like Pelicans, right? They just have just they just they had so many picks and getting um, Zion. And Wait, Before we yeah. go to the losers, I wanted to ask Josh this. You actually went to um, – you watched the draft. Oh, Where yeah. did you watch the draft? And I watched at State Farm Arena. So they opened it up. Um, to uh, fans, they had I don't know how many, maybe fifteen thousand tickets, or maybe not fifteen thousand, but ten thousand tickets maybe to give out for free. You can just go and watch it, and yeah, it sold out. It was really exciting. Wow! It, there's a buzz in the city for this team, and just for Atlanta sports in general, everything is looking good right now. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> you know, it's it's in a, we're in a good place. But when um, Cam was chosen, so. Who was it that was chosen before him? Really, the uh, Japanese guy Hashimura, right? Hajimura. Rui Hashimura. Yeah. yeah. So Rui. when Washington. they when he was chosen at nine, the place erupted because we knew we were going to mm. get Cam because everybody wanted Cam Reddish. So people were upset that we gave up the eighth pick because we thought we were going to lose out on getting Cam Reddish. So yeah. I think he's you know it's a lot about the fit in the city again. I think Cam Reddish is a guy who resonates with the city of Atlanta, like people. Mm-hmm. Um, are excited about that type of player. Yeah, it, it, it's just been, it was it was a buzz. It was really fun to be around all that because it just hasn't been that exciting in so long. I actually want to transition that to the losers of the draft and I actually put Washington as one of the losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to knock Hashimura because he, he's, a, he's a really, he's number one, uh, number one, he's the first uh, Japanese-born Japanese. to yeah. be drafted. So that's, kudos to that guy. And he's actually, from all, from all accounts, he's actually a really, really great person. Yeah, but for Washington to draft him, it's super. It's a big reach, in my opinion. And they could have taken Cam Reddish, and they needed scoring too. Like I, I don't think Bradley, John Wall's not going to be back next year. Bradley Beal's the only guy that's a go-to scorer. It'd be nice if they have another another wing. And they you know, need defense, kind of, and none of they don't have much defense on that team. And I don't yeah. think Ryu is great with defense either. So yeah, so that was he, one of my losers. He's I mean, the next I don't, Kawhi Leonard though. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, watch. We're gonna eat our words, dude. Know, In a couple right? of years, he's he's gonna be a beast. Dude, and then Japan, 
Japan's going to be just putting out a bunch of products. I, Jason, I, I did you like, have any yeah, words? No, what I was going to say is just like, again, it's just like organizations that kind of have these like questionable decisions, you know, like with the whole John Wall situation and all of that stuff. Like they just don't seem to be make, they just don't seem to have a plan, right? They're just kind of haphazardly just making decisions, whether or not it's a business decision. Maybe, maybe they think that Hachimura can open up like a fan base and, in yeah. Japan or something, yeah. rather than focusing on like basketball decisions, where it just kind of is a head scratcher. Who else were you thinking as losers? The Suns. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean James Jones, which is who is their GM. He's 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 relatively um, a rookie GM. So I thought that trade that he made uh, to draft Cameron Johnson was it? Um, yeah, that's kind of iffy to yeah. me. Yeah, like how does that? How does yeah, that? How does that fit uh, the team? Man? I don't, Aiton yeah. and and Booker and you know. Josh Johnson is he still even there? Like it just again, it just what's the plan? What's your goal? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I feel like they needed to trade their pick for some veterans. <laughs> their team yeah. is so young. Like at this point, whatever they've been putting out, Josh Jackson, Devin Booker, um, they don't even have a legit point guard right now. Like they guard. needed to trade yeah. up to get a point guard of anything. That's Why what they needed to guard? do. Who was still on the board? A- Who was still on the board at eleven? Were there? Not, um, there was anywhere because Kobe White yeah, and yeah. John Moran. That, that's what I'm saying. They needed to like push to trade up yeah. high, like number a number four pick to take like Garland or Kobe White. Like yeah. that's what they oh, needed Garland's to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what the Hawks did. Like they traded up because they're like, oh, we want this guy, and boom, because it fits. He fits all these needs. Yeah. So it just made sense. So th- that's to me, Suns were another loser in the draft. I- I'm interested to see how Garland is going to fit in Cleveland and how that Colin Sexton Garland dynamic is going to be. I don't be. know. That's another thing where I was like, wow, you, you got him at five, fifth overall. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure they had a lot more other needs. But, you know, I yeah. think Darius Garland, he only played, what, five games in yeah. Vanderbilt? And so that was, a, that was a risky move to pick him at five. And to have already have a point guard. How he, Sexton is already, you know, he's a rookie, or he's going into a second year, and you got to instill confidence in him, and then you're getting another point guard? Like, what is that doing for him? So I think the, the Cavs were there. That was an interesting kind of questionable move for me. Are they are they trying to do a Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum? Maybe, deal maybe that's what they're trying to do. What's funny is Darius Garland comp was Dame Lillard, uh, according to Chauncey. I don't know. I don't know if Chauncey oh, said yeah. that, but like I because I did a lot of research on Darius Garland because the Lakers oh, yeah, had the Lakers. number four. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the comp was Dame Lillard because he's really good. At catch and shoot, he's also a really good shooter. So Off just like Dame Lillard, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, hey, I'm agree with you. It's kind of weird drafting another point guard. What does that mean for Colin Sexton? Does does the mesh though? Like, a, there's both not big guards either. No, They're not yeah. like I mean, just like CJ and Dame, which is a knock for Portland actually. Be, having two small guards, how far can they get into the playoffs? And we've seen their ceiling actually. But yeah, let's 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 move on from the draft. And let's uh let's just talk free agency like moving uh, and and also the coming next season like what to expect for each of our respective teams. What do you, what do you think Josh like what do you expect for the Hawks this upcoming season and do you expect to be any players in free agency at all? Sure. Well, first off, uh, we traded away Kent Bazemore for um, oh, yeah. Evan Turner, an even mm. trade pretty much because they both had similarly terrible contracts for who they what they've done on the floor. And <laughs> so I, it was a very confusing move. I level right at just, just yeah. the first, when you hear it, you're like, why did they do that? Did they get, do we get a pick? Do we get cash? But I think one reason is because we, I think Kent was getting a little bit too much playing time. He, mm. 
he was getting too much playing time here, and I think part of it is Travis wanting to give our rookies time to kind of grow into and play together. And another thing I think is um, just having another ball handler behind yeah. um, Trey, um, because all we have right now is him and Adams, Jalen Adams, um, and he's also another going into his second year. So I think that was part of it. But, yeah, I don't know. I think um, that we are not going to make any big moves in terms mm-hmm. of free agency this year. I think we're still trying to build it out. I don't think our team is ready to receive somebody huge and move forward. So I think we're waiting on that with, for next year or the year after. But I think I don't know if the, the free agency class is that great in 2020. It's going to be... I don't think it is. Draymond's going to be a free agent. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I don't, yeah, he's not going to be a piece that can really push a team to the next level unless our guys just really develop well. So, yeah, I don't know. I think um, my expectations are we're going to win maybe ten more games than last year. Mm. And That's actually to, really good. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that that'd be a huge progress. improvement. Yeah, progress yeah, and um, just keeping that mindset of like we're going to continue to try to win. We're not trying to tank or anything. Um, I don't I don't like tank mentality. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's not good for young players. It's not good for the mental. Like to start your career just trying to lose is terrible. And then um, I think we're going to tr- maybe next year or the year after try to really go after a big trade or a big. So we'll see. Big piece. I mean, it's yeah. it's like following the Warriors blueprint in the sense that you establish the culture first, yeah. you develop the players, and then when it starts, the product starts to get better, meaning more wins. That's mm-hmm. when you bring in a free agent like KD, who wants to be part of that culture. I mean, Jason, you right. can speak to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think none of the free agents that are available this year are really fit in the, in Atlanta's timeline. So I yeah. think it's a wait and see approach. Get get you know get your cards, get your get get your uh, ammunition loaded up, and then make a move when it makes sense in the time alliance. That was the issue with the Lakers for the longest time. What were you guys <laughs> trying to do? You try to win now, try to win in future. Hey man, our front not office is not sense. as polished. All right, all right. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had the pieces, and you emptied the clip for the for AD. I'll tell you that. Oh my goodness! Hey, at least we're not the Celtics. Oh yeah, they have all these assets, but they they Kyrie's leaving. They're not even resigning Horford. I I'm mean, they so, got a young team, but they're they're not contenders anymore. I'm so yeah, happy to see that as a Hawks fan. I hate the Celtics, yeah. and I, I hate Al Horford. I hope he, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he just he left on such a bitter note. Yeah, from Atlanta. Like I loved him all the way up until. The way he left, I was like, "Why? What?" He just like crapped on the fans. Mm. It was just tell us but. how you really feel, Josh. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but JC, um, what do you what are you thinking uh, now? A week removed, or more than a week removed from the finals, and there's a lot of rumors already circulating with what's going to happen with Katie. I mean, Clay's yeah. still expected to resign, so yeah. the rumors are abound that Katie and Kyrie are going to go to the Nets. That's crazy. I, I've also heard yeah. a rumor that Katie's unhappy with the Warriors with the handling of his injury. There's more yeah. inklings of this coming out now. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of chatter, and I mean, this is a bit, you know, the the. The uncertainty has been kind of just looming over the organization through the whole year, and we're we're just reaching the point where a decision has to be made. I think the organization is ready for KD to actually move, and it's just waiting for him to decide. Let the first ship fall, and then we can kind of have a game plan after that. I think that's what it is. Right now, it's just limbo, just waiting for him to make up his decision. Because if he decides to go elsewhere, right, then, you know, maybe... You know, our ownership is hyper-aggressive, right? So who knows, if KD decides to go elsewhere, are we going to allocate that, um, that, that 
you know money elsewhere should would we go after Kawhi? would we go after all oh. of these other free agents i'll just say it may not be a possibility but i don't know this whole light years ahead thinking you never know there are certain things that weren't in play before and they'd somehow put themselves in a conversation i think Clay, like what you mentioned, is mm-hmm. you know it, it's looking pretty. We're we're pretty optimistic about Clay coming back, right? Mm-hmm. He loves it here, and Michael Thompson already said that you know it it just makes sense, and we're gonna offer him the money that he's worth, and we're gonna try to keep the Splash Brothers together. So I think that's for. I, I don't want to consider it a foregone conclusion, but I'm pretty optimistic about that. After that, we don't have a lot of space. Because we have a lot of money, we're top heavy, and we're paying a lot of these our stars the the money that they deserve. Yeah. So there's really because Steph was a, Steph was playing yeah. on his rookie contract when he was making a much bigger yeah. impact for a while. Exactly. So finally, when he got his payday, it was like all right, exactly. You it. <laughs> we were lucky. We were lucky with Steph, you know, yeah. having all of his issues, and he's a humble guy. So he's you know he's a team player to kind of make everything work out. Well, I mean, speaking that of time has run out. Speaking of Steph, <laughs> he recovered from those ankle injuries because of Chelsea Lane, right? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, exactly. Which now the the Hawks have. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe Boogie's in play. I think given the injuries, uh, you know, Boogie might be more valuable for us just because we need an uh, you know an additional scorer. Um, I think Boogie likes the organization. We can't offer him more than like $6 million and change. Another team like, say, Charlotte or I don't know if the Lakers are going to try to offer him some money. If it's an offer that Boogie can't refuse, he might just bounce. But if there's an opportunity to bring him back, we'd be open to it. I don't think he really fits the system perfectly. But given the injuries, we could use just another dominant player potentially. Other than that, I don't know, man. It's just roster filler. So it's limbo right now. I I don't know what what's gonna happen. It's just all about KD, and then we're just gonna adjust. Yeah, is yeah. cousins is cousins at like ninety percent right now, eighty like percent? Do you know? Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't hard think to he's say, even. But by, by next season, he'll be probably really close. Probably. I don't know. I mean, I mean, he has a whole uh, an Achilles yeah. injury for oh, a yeah, big man true. is that's, devastating, that's, right? Yeah. It's not like he's Dominique Wilkins. A lot of his mobility has been seeped out of his game and it's just he's he's really talented and if we can get him for like six mil for a season i would be more than happy to 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 have him back and maybe he can bet on himself he'd be eligible for even bigger money after next season so we'll see Mm -hmm. what happens yeah i I foresee boogie possibly um staying with the warriors because it's kind of unfinished business unless somebody just offers him a boatload of cash then he's not going to turn that down i guarantee you that yeah Yeah, exactly we'll see who would though he was up and down in the finals so it really just needs to be a team that's desperate like again i keep on using like charlotte like charlotte signed dwight howard you know what i mean like these sort of like questionable maybe washington has a void right or something like washington signed dwight howard yeah yeah exactly right so it's just like these teams that are willing to take risks on big names and give them money that may not necessarily be worth what they are at this point in their careers right so it's just it'll be interesting to see free agency is coming up in a week so we'll see how that plays out and before we close out this episode and we're already 45 minutes in let's uh let's do some predictions because free agency is seven days away and this is like one of the biggest free agent classes ever i read that it's 40 percent of the nba's free agents so that's, that's a huge crazy. huge yeah isn't it crazy it's just the way that the cba was structured the last time they negotiated and now it's come to a head right now that all these players are up uh, for restricted 
uh, free agency or unrestricted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of player options to opt out, as you as you well know. Um, like Horford opted out. Everyone was expecting him to opt in, but he was like, you know what? There's money out there, and he gave up like thirty million dollars at yeah. whatever age thirty four. So somebody, he's not stupid. So somebody is has a contract out there for him. But um, let's talk about the top guys. Josh, why don't you go first? Like, where do you think Katie is going? Kawhi is going. Kyrie is going. I mean, we could we could go on, but let's start with those three. Um, yeah. Why don't you make a prediction? We'll make we'll, we'll make a bet later to see uh, who oh, gets closest. Oh man, um, I think Kawhi. I think he's going <laughs> to stick around. I think he's going to stick around in Toronto. Mm. Um, I think he's gotten a good... He was embraced by the city. I think his, he, he gets along with his teammates. I see him sticking around um, another year. KD, I, ha- I have to agree with the whole injury thing of um, him just feeling kind of just like, well, how did you... Why did you handle that like that? Like, I went in there and then freaking got re-injured, re-aggravated, put me back a few more weeks. So I just yeah. What what his, is the Nets the top place he's supposed to be going to? Because of Kyrie. Oh, um, because rumors. of Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie is supposedly yeah. locked into the Nets, and yeah. he's recruiting Katie to go with him. Yeah, that should be interesting um, to see what that looks like. I think Kyrie does need another guy. He can't do it on his own. He's proven that. I don't think he want like he's just mentally unstable to be able yeah. to do that. I don't think he's able to handle that pressure. He just go go in and score. Yeah, and the whole that whole interesting sequence is that if Kyrie goes there, D'Angelo Russell is out. Yeah. Which is crazy because I, I have a few really diehard Nets fans. They love D'Angelo, mm. right? He's like the that story that just he he made it. He he embraced the Nets. He the yeah. Nets really turned his career around. So, I really like that story as well. So, it's going to be hard for me to, it's going to be hard for that whole situation. I can feel really bad for D'Angelo, but mm-hmm. I think he'll be all right. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Kawhi's sticking around in Toronto, and then Katie Ky- Kyrie are going to leave. All right, JC, what, what's, what's your predictions, buddy? Um, let's start with KD. <laughs> <I> <laughs> You're like, he's staying. <laughs> I think KD resi- resigns with the Warriors. Oh! I, I know there's a lot of chatter, but I do feel like the injury actually increases chances of returning. Of sticking team. around. Well, the Warriors can offer him the most money. Mm-hmm. With the most security, and I think logically, after giving some, you know, giving it some time and just thinking about it, he'll have the most money locked up, uh, and he'll have a punt year next year, like a redshirt year, just so that he can get right. And then I, I do think that he does enjoy the system, and I do think outside of the medical issue, there's been a lot of goodwill that has been built through his years over here with the Warriors. So I'm hoping that that would be enough to kind of take a step back in him, understand that this is the situation that would be most advantageous for him. Mm-hmm. I think that medical decision for him to play was a collaborative decision. I don't think the Warriors were really pressuring him. I mean, he's a baller. He wants to, to play and he wants to play with his, his teammates. So I'm hoping that that's the decision he'll make. Mm-hmm. With that yeah. said, he's mercurial, right? You would never mm-hmm. know what he, he's going to do. And can catch feelings, and once he sees Kyrie, and he's actually in New York right now rehabbing. <laughs> so Ooh. you know, maybe all the bright lights and all of this, you know, is gonna attract him. But the thing is, he's done that move before. He he got a lot of criticism when he moved as a free agent to another team. So I don't know if he can handle that once again. Mm-hmm. And again, there's unfinished business. So I would like to see KD come back, rehab, get right, compete with LeBron and AD. You know, in a couple of years. Uh, Kawhi, I don't know, man. Um, there's a lot of 
situations that sort of that sort of suggest that he should stay in Toronto, but he's a different cat, man. He's yeah, just a, he is. He's a robot, man. And I think he all he he always has had his plan, his eye in California. Yeah. And I think the Clippers Clipper. offer a lot for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he signs with the Clippers. And I think Steve Ballmer is building something really special. J- Steve Ballmer and Jerry West with the Clippers. I don't know, man. He's got his rings already. So might, yeah. might as well go home. So his I wouldn't ring. be surpri- surprised if Kawhi goes uh, to Somewhere the Clippers. Somewhere he just wants and, to be. Exactly. And Kyrie, he's already kind of you know, <laughs> written his story in Boston. So I think he's going to Brooklyn. All signs yeah. point to Brooklyn. Find another player. Work with uh, with D'Angelo. They love D'Angelo there. Make it work, Kyrie. I yeah, well, I'll, over there. <laughs> I'll throw my predictions out there, and this is kind of sad for me to say because I don't think any of those guys are going to end up with the Lakers. As it, it pains me to say it, it pains me to say it. Uh, I think Kawhi. Um, I want to see he's going to stay in Toronto for a, a, a two plus one, which is two years mm-hmm. and a player option for another, but. I still think he's going to go to the Clippers. I don't know why. It makes sense. I'd rather him go to Toronto just because it's a hallway series between Lakers and Clippers. But he is a yeah. different kind of cat. He really is. Like he, He's the opposite of Kyrie, basically. Kyrie like lets all this drama unfold. Um, and he, he gives hints to where he's going. But Ky- uh, Kawhi doesn't. He's just... He'll just gonna. He's just gonna make his decision. He, there's gonna be no. Yeah. There's gonna be no like. Oh, what's this? What's that? It's just gonna be like I decided this, and then yeah. everyone, the world is gonna be shocked. Um, yeah. As far as Kyrie, he's. I think he's going to Brooklyn, and I. I do think Katie's gonna go with him. Um, they've been. Those two have been joined by the hit for a long time, dude. I know a lot of it's media and like social media pushing narratives and stuff, but I think where there's smoke, there's fire sometimes, and I do think they want to link up, and it makes sense for them to join up. Uh, on the Nets, if not the Knicks, but probably the Nets now. Um, so that just means the Lakers are out. But I'll tell you this: I wouldn't be surprised if DeAndre comes back to the Lakers, which is oh, a really weird storyline. Interesting. <laughs> well, Nick Young ain't there anymore, so that's true, yeah, that's man. True. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he already ruined that whole thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, and let's let's end it here. Um, we'll we'll make. You know what? We'll bring Josh back on, and then we'll decide uh, what the bet is before uh, <laughs> when this all plays out. Because we already have one bet that needs to be uh, needs to be paid out by yep. you guys and us. me. Oh, by the way, um, Giannis won MVP. Oh, that happened whoa! While we were talking so. Oh, and also another thing. Sorry, Josh. Uh, Luca won Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I know that. That's okay. <laughs> we'll see who wins the championship first. Oh, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate reward, right? So. True that, true that. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, to end this podcast, uh, Josh, you want to tell us uh, again where to follow you and where to, you know, find out yeah. what you're doing? Sure. Um, follow me on my socials is at MrFu, M-I-S-T-A-H-F-U. And um, I'm also going on a trip to the Czech Republic for the local Whoa. adventure blog this coming week. So you'll be looking for some of that stuff. Um, just got engaged not too long ago. Also, congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, not, nothing too much. Just working on projects and hopefully uh, getting some more music out soon. So you, you know when you got engaged, you just put pressure on me, right? Like, yeah, I was that's, like, yeah. That's the only reason why I got engaged. <laughs> turn, yeah, I was like, <laughs> you passed the ball to me, dude. You were like, hey, you passed the perfect <laughs> pass, too. I was like, and I was ready to shoot it, and I shot my shot. <laughs> yes. Like, huge congrats to you, man. That's so, so, so exciting. All right, thanks. Uh, so for Ball versus Life, 
Follow us at Ball vs Life official on IG and shoot us an email uh, at ballverslife at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll catch you guys at the next episode. Thank you, Josh, for being a guest. You're Thanks, as Josh. always, you are awesome, dude. And have Thank a you. great trip to the Czech Republic. Next time we bring you back, let's talk about the Czech Republic, dude. For we don't sure. have to talk about sports. I'll speak. I'll speak uh, Czech next time we come. <laughs> <laughs> Safe travels, bro. Thanks. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.